BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Browns fans, before we get started, just want to thank the sponsors of today's show. Head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S right now and use promo code dogs when you check out. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide sale, plus you'll get eight free burgers with your order. And again, use that code dogs when you check out to get $30 off your order. And Danger Coffee. Get 10% off at dangercoffee.com slash dogs. Use promo code dogs. 10% off mold-free, toxin-free, delicious coffee. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another live edition of the Dogs Podcast. Josh, Justin, and Blake are here on, if you're in Ohio, in Ohio, a warm Monday. Very warm. Lovely day. Weird because on Saturday, I woke up and there was an inch and a half of snow on the ground. Yep. Yep. And I haven't looked at the weather report, but I won't be shocked if I wake up tomorrow and it's like 12. (laughs) It's supposed to be beautiful all week and then... I think it's going to get shitty again. Uh, it's it's going to like, get not great again. It's just, it, it's kind of wild. Like, it, it's crazy. One thing you can count on in the weather in Ohio, it's not predictable. No. No. I not wore, at all. I wore shorts on Friday. I wore a jacket and a hat on Saturday. And then I wore shorts again earlier today. All within three days. Yeah, I yeah. told him I left today for work and it was like 33 degrees outside. And I was like, man, this sucks. I hate Ohio sometimes. And then I like got off work and I was like, holy crap. Uh, it's 65 degrees. What is what is happening? Look Speak- at us just being like a couple of boring white guys sitting around talking about the weather. I was going to say, speaking of the Ohio weather, though, I did want to shout out Lee Shelko from Honolulu, Hawaii. Browns backers president. I got my Honolulu, Hawaii Browns backers shirt on. I'm actually going to be seeing Lee in the flesh on Sunday out in Hawaii. So, nice. Lee, so can't wait to meet you, buddy. That's pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, Lee, I don't know why you're not bringing me out. <laughs> uh, we got a fun episode lined up today. We're going to, get to talk a little bit about Greg Newsom's fifth-year option, whether the Browns should pick it up or not. Uh, we're going to talk some Stephon Diggs, maybe some Gabe Davis. Uh, we're going to talk about maybe – 
if the Browns need to or should make a move for another big name wide receiver, just get into some stuff like that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we do, though, remember, if you want to get your intros, your voicemails on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail. You can also find the uh, the merch shop up there to get some of the T-shirts we had from this past season. And I think we had a lot of good ones. Uh, make sure you check us out on all the socials, including TikTok. Just search at, uh, at the Dogs Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you don't miss any of the new content we put out throughout this offseason and heading into draft season. Uh, speaking of draft season, I know Barry Shuck was on for like three and a half, four hours or something <laughs> like that. No, we, we talked for a, a long time. Uh, so yep. we got a bunch of, you know, a lot of good insight from Barry on a lot of the uh, players that were down at the uh, Senior Bowl. So if you haven't checked any of that out yet and you're interested in uh, some potential draft candidates for the Browns. Uh, go check that out. That was a lot of good stuff. Is awesome. uh, as always, Barry was awesome, very knowledgeable. Um, where I lose? Oh yeah. Also, if you prefer, to just listen to the show. I lost track of my. Uh, yeah, I lost track of my thoughts on my. And yeah, it's yeah. been a long weekend. Yeah, uh, weather <laughs> keeps changing on me. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you prefer to just listen to the show. And lastly. As always, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. Uh, you get access to the private Discord. You play fantasy football with us. If you're uh, a NASCAR fan, there's a, literally a fantasy NASCAR league going yeah, on in there right now. Crazy. That's wow. the, the people started up. Uh, you get extra episode every week. Uh, the, the Discord's you know, the highlight, everybody's in there, hangs out all the time. Uh, sometimes people are watching Cavs games, and they'll just jump in our Discord, hang out. None of us are even there. They're just in there hanging out, talking to each other. So a lot of cool people have met each other through there, uh, made a lot of friends from all over the country and all over the world. So if, you, if you're looking for something to get you through the offseason, you want to hang out with some like-minded Browns fans. And so not everybody's like-minded. Sometimes we have to break up some fights. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the people, middle of the wild card game. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, but it's a good time in there. Everybody, you know, for the, at the end of the day, everybody has a good time. So jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. Blake, before we start, I did want to, caution you that i put up a couple sound panels today so uh they're right above you bro i had one fall earlier so if they stay so if you guys see black things start dropping down from the ceiling uh that's, it's not the apocalypse yeah. it's just i promise they're very soft they're very light so they might just float down was, to you i saw two on the wall up over there yeah and it, i was just like it didn't even cross my mind that those hadn't always been there <laughs> that's where i was at man. when i was looking at them i was like oh that's cool what are those pillows doing up there yeah i started building those today and well we'll see what happens uh so hopefully there's no debris yeah. Uh, well, good thing is, is the, the podcast offers great benefit. I have great health insurance. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, How's the life insurance? Yeah. Um, so we want to, we want to jump in, talk about Greg Newsom's obviously coming up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of like decision time for the Browns. I mean, in theory, you can make him play on it in, on the last year of his deal. I actually talked about that saying, you know, why not make a play on the last year of his deal? If you, if you don't know if you should pay him or not, then just make him play. Uh, I guess the thing you risk there then is if he balls out, you might have to pay him way more or he might just be ticked and leave or, um, but then there's a chance, you know, if he doesn't ball out, you sign him back for free or you can move on from him because he's not playing up to the standard. So, it's a it's a situation where I don't envy being Andrew Barry or Stefanski or Schwartz or those kind of guys making these kinds of tough tough decisions. Yeah, so the Browns actually have until May second to make the decision on Greg Newsom money wise. So if they do decide to pick up Greg Newsom's fifth year option, for everybody wondering, that means Newsom's twenty twenty five season will be fully guaranteed thirteen point four million dollars. And any base salary that he would have here in 2024 that's not fully guaranteed would then become fully guaranteed, which 
for Newsom is none because 2024 is all guaranteed this year. Anyway, the only cornerback, I thought this was interesting, the only other cornerback from 2021 slated to make more on his fifth-year option than Greg Newsom is Patrick Sertain from the Broncos. That's crazy. First-round draft picks, they get those. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, actually it's funny. If you go look at what each player in the first round from 2021, what each guy's um, fifth-year option value is if they are picked up, it's like the top half of that first round because it's all based on your playing time. Your Did you make any Pro Bowls? Did you want award? Like all that kind of stuff. So the numbers are kind of all sporadic in the chart, like for the top half. And then once you get to after halfway, it's pretty much just the, the first column for everybody. And then there's the guys like Greg Newsom that are, you know, worth more on a fifth year. But it just goes to show you looking at the fifth year option stuff that the first round's a crapshoot. Just because and people complain all the time, well, the Browns don't have any first round picks. If we're picking the second half of the first round, the odds of that guy being even wanting to be picked up for his fifth year option is pretty slim. Half the half the league's undrafted. That's fair. You know, you know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, like obviously you wanna your chances of hitting on, you know, like franchise changing players, the higher your draft pick, obviously, the better, you know. But it's like you said, it's still a crapshoot. I mean mm-hmm. the Browns That's not had, the Browns had top end first round draft picks my entire life been for sure awful for three-fourths of it look at carolina they just traded up for the number one pick and they're not even sure that that's their guy you know what i mean it's that's a lot of capital to go up and get a guy and then now you're not even sure look at the niners yeah how many first round draft picks did they give up and they then they used one on trey lance he, yep. he, he played what 12 games I thought four. It was less than that, yeah. Four. Four. He started four uh, games for him. Night, yeah. four. You know what I mean? It, it's a yep. the draft is a total crapshoot. Now, what separates the good teams from the bad teams is uh, if you can hit on a fourth of your guys and you can build a, a roster, an elite level roster, cheap. So you can pay, so you can sprinkle in some of those veteran guys yeah. that you can pay mm-hmm. to go with the young talent. Um, and I think Andrew Barry's done a great job of identifying talent. I mean, Martin Emerson, Greg Newsom, Greg Newsom, I think could be considered maybe streaky, you That's know, fair. but I feel like he's good more than he's bad. I think he's a higher end. He's on the higher end of cornerbacks. Yes. Um, when he's in the slot, <laughs> when he's in the slot, when he's, <laughs> if he's on the outside, I'm, I'm not as sure about that, but I, you know what I mean? Like we, we, JOK played at a, a Pro Bowl For level sure. this year. Dewan Jones For looks sure. like a, the steal of the draft. So Andrew Barry's been really good at identifying talent outside of the first round. Obviously, he's had some misses, but go find me the GM who has. Oh yeah, they all miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's the draft. We just said it's it's a total crapshoot. I mean, last year, it's just interesting because last year now people will look at contract situations and say, well, we should have never picked up Jed Will's fifth year option last year. That was 100% the right move last year because we didn't know we were going to get Dewan Jones. Right. Correct. You have well, no idea. As far as you know, you've got your bookend tackles, your starting guys, you're locking them in. That's why they extended Conklin last year. We don't know we're going to go get right. a guy in the fourth round who's going to be a high-level starter his rookie season. And who knows what happens with – I know it's the right side, but Conklin's coming off another like major injury. Who right. knows what happens with him? I mean – I don't want to be like mean or I don't even know how legal this is, but if oh I'm boy. the Browns, <laughs> I'm like asking that dude. I'm like, hey, man, it, it, this is a rough game. 
think about how <laughs> sore you are sometimes. Like you, I bet you, you could, you could take this money and just really enjoy retirement. Like go hang out with the wife and kids, man. You earned it. <laughs> I'd be pushing that guy to retire because if he retires, we save a bunch of money. I mean, Conklin's not young. He's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was, cause I just did the offensive line state of the Browns and we really, there's not a whole lot we can, we can't cut him. Cut him's not going to save us any money. We could trade him post June 1st. It looks like. And even then, the dead cap's like six, almost six million, and the savings is a little over six. So, it's one of those things. Like I said, I'd be, hey man, <laughs> look, I'd, I'd just be texting him pictures of Cancun every day, like it's pretty my, sweet mojitos. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd be like, hey man, I, I don't think I'd be sending pictures of Cleveland and like in the cold or pictures of busted up knuckles and maybe like his old x-ray photos. <laughs> and like, be, a picture oh, of Jed Wills trying to block. Yeah. Like all kinds of stuff, <laughs> pushing this guy to retire because I think, I think that's the, because you, I don't think you're, you're not going to sit Dewan. I don't know how you could, you know what I mean? I agree and, with and, that, yeah. and you're not, you're probably not going to move. So then your best bet would be to move Dewan to left and, you know, we, we argued against that mid-season, but if you have an entire off-season to, to get in there with them and work on it and transition them to the left, then do you move them to the left? But then you, you're still paying Jed Wills on his fifth year this year. Right. So yep. it, it's one of those things where it's a tough situation. Picking up the, the fifth-year option for Jed Wills was, like you said, it was the right decision at the time, but it's definitely tying our hands a little bit. It is now, but like I said – if we don't get to Juan Jones, if that whole thing doesn't develop, now we're going into this year. Well, we need Jed Wills. Yeah, for sure. We need Jack Conklin. Now we kind of have the luxury of, well, we got the Juan Jones, so maybe we can have a little flexibility, see what happens with these other guys. But speaking of flexibility and, and where you would be, if you would pick up Newsom's fifth year or not, does the cap increase sway your decision at all? Justin, do you? No, I mean, so for me, I, uh, I really, I like Greg Newsom and his role with our defense in the slot. I think there's times where he, he plays really well. Now there's some times where he's not that great. I, there's some times where he misses tackles and, you know, and every time he's lined up on the outside and he's got to go like against a number one, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty tough. The crazy thing for me is I've seen a lot of people saying like, yeah, we just had the cap increase and we have all this money. Now we don't, the last numbers I saw are we're still in the red. Like we're like eight million still in the red, so I think there's still a lot of work to be done. Now I trust Andrew Barry in that situation, but like for me, I'm I'm very on board with keeping that defense together as much as possible. Like I thought that what they had going on there was a special unit, and Blake's touched on it. Like we have injuries all the time in the secondary. You know what I mean? Like he he's a big believer on you can't have enough cornerbacks, whether whether they're roughing the number one spot on the outside or not. So I, I'm, I'm on board with picking up the option. You know what I mean? Cause from what I've seen from some of the free agents and stuff like that, I'm not sold on spending like 28 million on like a make Evans or even, you know what I mean? Something like that. So I I'd keep that defense together. Yeah. I mean, and the nice thing about the May 2nd, deadline for picking up the fifth year options is is the Browns can do the draft first if they want to. True. That's you know, true. I mean, you can go through the draft and if you end up landing a cornerback at a nice spot that you feel, wow, we got a good player here. I don't know. I just, I've seen Greg and again, this is just media stuff. 
None of this comes out of the, you know, from the Browns. None of this is a report. I just, I see his name floated around as a potential trade piece just because he's still on that rookie deal. It gives another team flexibility with a guy who's a pretty good cornerback in the NFL so far. And I just think, I, I don't see the rush. If the Browns want to wait till May 1st, May 2nd to actually pull the trigger on that, cool. I mean, go through the draft first. I don't see any problem with that. As it stands now, I would, I would pick it up. If, it, if the deadline was tomorrow, yes, I would. Mm-hmm. Yep, for I sure. Agree. I, I, I do like the idea of you can do the draft. I, obviously, I haven't looked in to see what corners are available and it, what position we would be in to get them or whatever. But as it stands today, I, like you said, you can't have too many corners. Right. Because these guys, all of them, miss a game here and there. And we saw – I mean, a game makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't want to go into a game, especially we, we, we got some – teams coming in this year yeah we do you know what i mean like we're not playing we're not playing a bum schedule we got we got a tough schedule this year and uh so i don't i don't want to miss a game because we had to start practice squad guys at the corners uh because we let greg newsom go or traded him for somebody who's doing nothing on the other side of the ball um so i i would pick up his option i think he's coachable i think he likes being in cleveland i like the energy he plays with somebody said I wish he'd stop dancing after ever, after he makes an ordinary tackle. I don't mind that. Well, I think that's part the of the thing swag is, of the Jim, defense. Jim Schwartz yes. encouraged that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you got to let the guys play. You got to let them have a personality. If his personality and that's what gets him up and gets him going and keeps him fired up and gets him to play at a high level, let them do what they want. In Denzel Ward does it too. Like he does his, his celebration thing after every incomplete pass. I, just, you know, the thing is, if these guys are going out there with the mentality that they're a badass elite top of the league defense, they're more likely to play like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did. You got to manifest it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, sure. Why not? So, no, I, I agree. Um, I guess we can kind of then transition into. So, with the cap increase, we're still in the red. Uh, you got to think Andrew Barry is going to uh, rework contracts. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, I, I would definitely uh, see us. We're going to be. We're going to have money to spend. I'm not going to say we're going to have $100 million to go out and go crazy, but we're going to have money to do, I would say, some things, to add a couple pieces if we want, that kind of thing. Um, we've seen we've seen some chatter about uh, his, his helmet's what bothers me. I, he, <laughs> he definitely, his helmet is definitely weird. That's super funny. Uh, that caught my eye. It's funny how like, we, we notice things during the games and then other people will say, it's like, oh yeah, okay, I'm not the only one seeing this. I just kind of like looked up and saw that comment and made me laugh. Um, <laughs> this episode is presented by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, the 50% off site wide sale is still happening over at omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Head over there today. Make sure you take advantage of this 50% off sale on everything on their website. Plus, go to that URL slash dogs and you'll get eight free steak burgers with your order. And then if you use promo code dogs when you check out, you get $30 off your order. This is a deal you cannot beat, especially with the, the price of meat and all food and just everything right now is sky high. It's just stupid. But this kind of sale, now this this meat is the best stuff you guys can get. I'm telling you right now, I've been talking about it for years. The steaks are my absolute favorite. I love them. They, the burgers, the jumbo franks, brats, the chicken, the pork, uh, all the seafood. They've got the ready-to-eat meals, desserts. They even have wine and things like that. Just go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Check out everything they have to offer and make sure that you use promo code dogs when you check out. Get $30 off your order, plus get eight free 
burgers. OmahaSteaks.com slash dogs. Minimum order may apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. If we kind of shift focus then to the offensive side of the ball, a big talk about the Browns this offseason. We did an episode, you know, basically talking about should we trade for uh, Brandon Ayuk is do we need to improve the wide receiver position on this team? And if so, uh, we've actually had a lot of talk in the Discord about this today in the last couple of days. Um, who, who are options? Do we need, we need to make a big splash? I guess the first thing uh, we can kind of talk about, um, would you guys make a move like a big swing and trade for Stephon Diggs? He's, he's getting older. Uh, he's coming off a season in which he started on fire, fire again. Yeah. They switched offensive coordinators um, and he kind of fell off a cliff. Yep. Almost caught, basically cost me a fantasy champion. They kind of forgot about him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Almost cost yeah. me one. And he fell off a cliff. Uh, he still had, a, I think, 1,100 yards or 1,083, 1,183, something like that. I just had it pulled up. Um, eight touchdowns. So still a, a, a very productive season, but a lot of that was first eight, nine games of the year. Yep. He, he was crushing it. Um, with Ken Dorsey. I've got that breakdown, too, if you want it. Go ahead. So yep. the splits with Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator in Buffalo against you know the games after he was fired. So with Dorsey, 10 games. Stephon Diggs had five games of 100 or more yards, 868 total yards, averaged 86.8 yards per game with seven touchdowns, and he averaged 10.2 targets a game. And then Dorsey got fired the next seven games. He had zero games with 100-plus yards, 315 total yards, 45 yards per game with just one touchdown, 8.2 targets per game. So his yardage per game was essentially cut in half saw two fewer targets on average, and he only scored one time compared to seven when Dorsey was there. There was a lot of, like, four catches for, like, 24 yards. I'd be interested in seeing, I don't know if you have it readily available, the splits between how many rushing attempts per game with Dorsey compared to after Dorsey left. Went way up after Dorsey. Yeah, I don't have that up. Way up. Yeah, it did. So, uh, basically, they, they, they quit throwing the ball 50 times a game. You know what I mean? And they, and they started running the ball more. I don't want to say taking the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, but trying to limit 
uh, his turnovers. I think with Dorsey, and it's something I'm mildly concerned about with him coming to the Browns, and I'm hoping Stefanski can kind of keep him in check, is he basically built that offense into Josh Allen had to shoulder everything. And that's why you, his turnover is always so high because, I mean, it, it was him. It was Everything was around Josh Allen. He was point guard, power forward, center. He, if he didn't do it, basically it didn't get done. Um, and then they, they kind of took the ball out of his hands, established a run game, got the offensive line going, pushing people around, um, and the offense got better in terms of, like, efficiency, I think. Um, so I, I am worried about Dorsey doing that. I don't think you've heard some people say like Stefan Diggs, oh, he's, he's fell off. He's getting old. He's starting to be washed. I do not. I don't think that's the case at all. I think he's definitely still one of the top, top 10 guys in the league. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he's still very, very good. My thing, and Kenny Mack kind of asked it. He's like, what are you guys giving up for him? The way the, the year kind of ended, I don't know if he can command like two first round picks, you know what I mean? Or something for like, what you would hear for like an elite wide receiver. I don't think so. So um, I guess we would try like maybe a second and a third. I don't think that's probably enough. And my only argument too is, you know, you, you hear a lot of chatter about Gabe Davis leaving and testing free agency. Is Buffalo really trying to part ways with their one and their two? Most likely not. No, I don't Unless know. they got something up their sleeve and they're going to gonna hit. Something. Yeah. The, the cap numbers is what's interesting for Diggs. So, He's a $27.8 million cap hit this year, $18 million dead cap. If they trade him before June 1st, they can save $9.7 million. And if they trade him after June 1st, they could save $22 million toward the cap. So trading him after June 1st as a post-June 1st guy, they could actually remove 80% of his cap hit this season, which is huge because I mm. think they're, what did we, what did we say? 44, 44, 44 million dollars million in the, the red. Uh, the Von Miller thing's not helping. Right. Um, they he is thirty years old. Kenny said he's older. Could you get him for a fifth? I don't. I don't think, I don't so. think it's Amari. I don't. They haven't made it known that they're shopping him and getting rid of him. I think like the second, and third thing is somewhere where he could potentially start. Um, but like you said, are they are they looking to get rid of their one and two? I think in, in a name to keep an eye on that could really change what some teams do with wide receiver is. I hear, I keep hearing Justin Jefferson's like yeah. not a lock to be back in Minnesota. I agree, which is crazy to me. He had said that he doesn't want to sign a deal until he knows Kirk Cousins is coming back. Yeah. Correct. And if he's not coming back, and they're, Je- they're essentially going to be rebuilding. Yeah, and Jefferson's not going to resign, and then they're not going to let him just walk. Right. So you got to – it's going to be like a, a, a Tyreek – I mean, what does Je- Justin Jefferson command? Uh, now that's a big trade. It's You know what I mean? Crazy. And, and I would – that's not the – if they're going to let Gabe Davis go in free agency, then they're going to clear 80% of this dude's dead cap it if they trade him June 1st or post June 1st. I could see them making like a push to go get a Justin Jefferson and then to pair him with who, who's the other uh, guy in there? Clear Shaker. Are you talking Shakir. about Yeah, Shakir. Shakir. And then they, they got uh, Don Kincaid. Kincaid. And then, yep. I mean, you put Jefferson on that team and you. T- I mean, they might have lost Diggs in uh, Davis, but they their wide receiver core got better. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's like a, a one-two guy in yeah. terms yeah. of the, in the league. Um, him, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, still probably. I mean, those are like your your top three. I I would say. Um, so I think Justin Jefferson's future could play like a big 
it could send a ripple effect in terms of what teams do at the wide receiver position, depending on where he lands. So that's a name I would keep an eye on. Um, I'm not, I haven't heard anything that Buffalo could be in on him, but they just, they know they're in their window with Josh Allen. Right. So they're, I think they're going to be going up there and they're going to be hacking away and they're going to be, and they're going to be looking for that home run move that puts them over the edge because they've been this close now, how many years with, right. with them and they haven't been able to get over the hump. So that's, that's a name I would keep an eye on. Um, I know some people are saying it's more likely we're going to settle for Gabe Davis in this situation. Um, and I know like some people are not big fans of that. I know some people in the discord aren't, I don't think you are Josh. Um, if I'm being honest though, I think that is the route. The Browns are way more likely to go this off season than a big splash move. If, if Gabe Davis comes to Cleveland and, my objection to having him come is not so much a Gabe Davis objection per se. It's more the, and it's just the, it's spot tracks market value estimation for him. They're, they're projecting like a 13, what was it? 13.6. Yeah. I saw the ones I saw was like you, uh, 12 million a year at like somewhere like three or 37 million. You so, know. and that's just the thing. I was like, that was, that's kind of a lot of money for a guy that I consider to be more of a one trick pony. Like he's a, he's a good downfield threat, but if you're trying to do anything in, on the intermediate portion of the field, which is where good quarterbacks and good offenses can can win, I don't think he's your guy. He's had some big games. Dude. He's had crazy he's had big a games. Couple big games, but then he disappears for streaks. Also, like, and I, I mean, also he's the number I two mean, on that team. So okay. he's the number two, right? He and is. the I number understand. one had his targets cut in half. Right. 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 Yep. You know what I mean. But I mean, it was so I was talking to somebody actually on social media and I was just looking, they were saying, Oh, Gabe Davis, first of all, they said he's elite. I said, Well, let's see. What he had a he had games of two, one, three, three, one, zero, two, zero, zero, two, zero receptions this past yeah. season. That's a lot of games of not a whole lot of catches. Right. I mean, there I, I agree with Blake what he's saying, like they call him big game Dave uh, Gabe for a reason. Like he's had like monster, like three touchdown, like game breaker games, but they're like very few and far between. Like, so here's what I'm looking at his career stats so far mm-hmm. is rookie year in 2020. He had 599 yeah. yards. Then he had 549. And then in 2022, when their offense kind of exploded, he had 836 yards. And then this year, even with like the passing game falling off a cliff second half of the season, still had 746 yards. His average 17.1 yards per catch, 15.7, 17.4, 16.6. No, never six touchdowns, the lowest amount he's ever had in his career. Yeah, he does. He does put up touchdowns, Mm -hmm. it seems. You know what I mean? So to me, this is the kind of guy that. I, I keep I keep you know all these big names and I think like trading for Ayuk would be cool. I would definitely not hate that, but I just don't I don't think the Browns are going to do that. And we can I, I do want to get into the talk like do you think the Browns need to? And if they need to, why did we make the move at quarterback we did? Well, I, I, that's fair. If we're are we doing that right now? Are we going into that? Because I think if we make that trade for Watson, right? Because we needed a guy. We needed a next-level guy. We got rid of Baker because we said that he couldn't get it done with everything being perfect around him. But, like, as Browns fans, we continue to try and suggest ideas that we need to make everything perfect around this guy. Like, you know, so for me, I, I was talking to Josh. I'm like, the guys that are in the free agent wide receiver, like, market this year, 
Like, I don't think we're getting Mike Evans. I never thought we were really going to get T. Higgins, especially if they franchise tagged him and then they were looking to trade him. It, they're not trading him in division. Correct. Makes no sense to me. Right. Um, to the team they can't beat. Right. I'm not really sold on Marquise <laughs> Brown. You know what no. I mean? Like, Calvin Ridley is, to me, like, I like Calvin Ridley. He's an elite route runner, but it, don't we already have one of those on the team in, like, same age range? You know what I mean? Like, do we need two of the same kind of older guy? Um, so... I, to me, I'm like at the point where I'm like, well, who's left? Like there's Gabe Davis and, you know, there's some other guys like I, Tyler Lockett and stuff like that. But like, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I'm probably just going to do some stuff and like either through the, through the draft. Like, yeah. cause to me, I'm like, are we really going to pay tons of money? It's not like we're going to get these guys for cheap. Like they're not coming to Cleveland on, especially when there's other teams that need a wide receiver. Like I just, I just don't believe that. So that's kind of where my head's at right now. The problem with free agent wide receivers, and we've seen this over the years, like we were talking before the show, your your good, elite, younger wide receivers kind of in their prime, those guys don't ever hit the free agent market. They either get traded or they get extended to big money. And that's what happens. So what you see then the guys who do hit the free agent market end up getting overvalued a little bit because there's more teams fighting over, well, these are the guys in the free agent pool and we need a receiver. So you see a guy like Christian Kirk a few years ago got a shit ton of money right. and everybody was kind of shocked at how much the Jaguars paid for him, but they had to, to get him in there because they didn't have anybody at the time. He's actually played, with and he's, and he's played, he's very, like he's played one, pretty honestly, well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying those kind of situations where you're not always going to get a guy that comes in and can play at a number one level. And I just don't think that's Gabe Davis's game. I just, I'm afraid that he's going to end up commanding a little more money than what the Browns I mean, we do need want a, to spend we've, there. We've said for years we need a deep threat. I mean, that's I, cool. I don't, it's not that it I, is, like I said, it's not yeah. that I don't like Gabe Davis. I'm hesitant on what's it going to cost. Right. I mean, is three year 37 million really that much? I don't know. Who I, I guess I it's just a pair. Like, that's where I think we're, we're just getting started on, like, I mean, free agency hasn't even hit yet. Like, there's still deals to work out. Andrew Berry still, like, I'm very much in the belief that Andrew Berry's going to start working some magic and you're going to start hearing, oh, so-and-so's contract got restructured. This, you know, we're doing this, we're moving this money. You know, we're kicking it down the road or whatever. So, because right now we're not doing anything. Right right now we're in the red. Like, (laughs) you, you you can't do anything right now. I think the Browns assume everybody's healthy, okay? Excluding Nick Chubb because we don't know. Right. Amari Cooper's healthy. Elijah Moore's healthy. Dave Njoku's healthy. Cedric Tillman's healthy. Um, Deshaun Watson's healthy. Okay. I think that is an offensive core that you can go win. We just won games with way worse. Right. You know what That's I mean? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think the Browns look at this team and think they need some high-level number two to, go, to pair with Amari Cooper. Uh, I think they need depth. Because it, if you once you get away from Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore, then the stuff behind them that that's where I mean you could basically you could keep more uh, Cooper Tillman. Am I forgetting anybody? And you could pretty much probably cut the rest. Sadly because, enough, you yeah. know what I mean. And and so we need depth. I don't know if we necessarily need some high end number two to go with him. Now, am I saying I would turn it away? No, obviously not. But I don't think, I think the Browns are going, we made our big move and our big move is supposed to elevate the guys around him. Right. He's right. not supposed to need to play on an all-star team. We, we moved on to this guy 
because we said it's not possible to continue to put an all-star team around a guy and then have to pay him what he wants. So if, if we give up three first-round draft picks and we pay you $230 million, you have to elevate the guys around you. You don't get to play on an all-star team. I just watched a guy win a, a Super Bowl, the worst wide receiver core in football. Right, exactly. Well, and and you, it's a very good point. You also have to give that quarterback, you have to give any quarterback some weapons, which I don't disagree he already has. He's got Cooper, yeah. David Njoku. I think yes. that the Browns could make some moves. There's might be some tight ends available that could actually come in and complement David Njoku very nicely this year. At wide receiver, there's here's a here's an instance. So I've been seeing some things about the Jaguars. If they decide to bring back Calvin Ridley, they have to give a second round pick. I think it is to the Falcons, okay. and they've got money tied up in other places. The most likely guy to get cut then would be Zay Jones. Zay Jones would be the type of wide receiver that I'd be pretty cool having come to play for the Browns and Deshaun Watson. He's not a high level wide receiver, but he's very competent, and I oh, think yeah. he could. I think he could excel with I liked Sean. him a lot until this year and then he just couldn't get on the field like it felt yeah. like he just had a knee injury for 17 weeks no, like I don't I don't even know how many games he played this year but I, I had him in fantasy and I was like Jesus I'm never gonna get to use this guy that's the but to that it to me is like the kind of names Browns yeah. fans should be looking out for yeah. right yeah the, the, these people are thinking we're gonna go trade for digs or imagine if we paired Justin Jefferson go all the Browns did go all in they went in two years ago when they traded for their quarterback. The pie in the sky is nice, but that's why. Mm-hmm. But we always talk about the pie in the sky. I know we, I I know we, we talked ever... about Stefan Diggs, but that's a topic that's been brought up, and yeah. I think we've kind of said why that's very unlikely to happen. Yeah, and, and we, we talked about this in the Discord today, and one of the guys was throwing out teams that have, he's like, look at all these teams that have two like high-level receivers. One thing that was in common for most of them, excluding the – even the Bengals in, in one instance here is, one, they didn't have quarterbacks that are were supposed to be top five quarterbacks, ex- except for the Bengals. But also yeah. the other criteria to this is, like you said, all those teams that have two, one of them was drafted. Yes. One of them's on a cheap deal. They hit on one of their draft picks. Yep. One, one of those guys is on a, you know, Waddle. Or multiple. Devontae Smith. Uh, T. Higgins and Slade just got franchised. Jamar Chase, they were both drafted. You know what I mean? That's that's who I I was thinking. So they they might be giving one guy a lot of money, but the guy who's opposite of him and who's a stud is on a rookie deal. I think they said what Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they were both drafted by the Bucs. Yep. You know what I mean? So Yeah, so there's not teams going out there just accumulating. They're not paying 60 million. Amari Cooper was our... Go get a number one wide receiver trade. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It, the I guess so. My my pushback to all, to a lot of the guys in the Discord was just it. What like you said? At what point is, or have we gotten to where we we fought and argued incessantly with people about how Baker needed everything around him to be perfect, and you were just not going to be able to do that, and you couldn't pay him thirty some million dollars a year, and then keep the All Star team around right. him. Well, we're paying our quarterback way more in thirty million. Right. So, how do you expect to keep the All Star team around him? Your expectation should be more like, we shouldn't need that. Well, this guy is supposed to be the guy who equals some of that out and carries yeah. these guys and shoulders the load and that kind of stuff. So, and I said it last year going into the season. I'll say it again this year: the the Browns are only going to get to go where they want to go if Deshaun Watson plays at a top five level, top complete level. If he if he doesn't, the Browns aren't gonna the Browns have good enough players and hopefully they'll have a good enough defense again where we'll win nine plus games. Yeah, we'll make the playoffs and hopefully. 
the schedule's brutal. It is brutal. But the, <laughs> they're not going to go where they want to go if he doesn't play the way he's supposed to play. And not, yeah. to, not to change the subject or anything, but, like, let's say you go make a splash move for, like, a Diggs or a Justin Jefferson or something like that. There are guys on this team that people love that you will no longer see ever again on Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> they will be gone. Like Absolutely. You, we want to talk about Nick Chubb maybe being like, oh, we got to restructure. You can't afford those kind of deals. Like the deals that they've done, that's, I mean, we're in the red right now. How are we going to pay? Justin, Justin Jefferson wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. He wants 30 million plus a year. How do we pay 30 million plus a year to a wide receiver and then keep all the uh, nice things, yep. all the toys also? You can't have 15 Ferraris. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I know I've mentioned this several times now, like, this wide receiver draft class coming up in April is good. Deep. It yeah. is very, very deep. There, there are guys that will be available, no doubt in my mind. When the Browns pick, if they sit at fifty-five, I think it's fifty-five, fifty-six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They stay there. There's going to be a guy there that you could get. He could immediately come in, probably be a number, a good number two, yep. and develop into a number one over the next year or two. And I mean, the names for me anyway, just because I've been doing some draft prep, we got a couple wide receiver, top 10 wide receiver shows coming out soon. It starts with Roman Wilson for me from Michigan. I think the dude could be a stud. Jermaine Burton from Alabama, Ricky Purcell, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, Xavier Worthy, Devontae Walker, Johnny Wilson, Xavier Leggett, Jamari Thrash, Brendan Rice, Malachi Corley. There's the names go on and on. So the whole high in the sky digs Jefferson. That's awesome. That's fun to talk about. Not going to happen. I saw uh, up here. Somebody said trade for Terry McLaurin. I like Terry McLaurin a lot. He's going to be 29. And I'm pretty sure we can check on this. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure his contract is like 28 million as for this year. It's something outrageous. I, cause, uh, 24. Okay. You'd a have, lot. It's a lot. You'd have to get, the commanders to if they're just like trying to dump it or her or somehow and get them to pay half, half. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I like that name. Um, you, you said AB will revisit Judy or Cortland, Cortland Sutton uh, in the offseason. I heard Cortland Sutton's uh, name getting thrown around a lot. Speaking of Terry McLaurin, a name that I, I'm glad that who said, who, I'm glad Chero said that because mm-hmm. I've been looking at um, Curtis Samuel. That's another There's Zay three, Jones they, type name where that, like you up. said, that's, those are the names Browns fans need to get realistic about them and Samuel could definitely come into the Browns and play a pivotal role where, you know, he he almost does like a Debo Samuel light kind of role where he can run the ball. You can get him kind of short yardage plays and get Mm -hmm. him in space. And he could be a nice, I think he could be a nice player for our offense. And if you're willing to wait until, I mean, it's a dangerous game, but like, let's say you sit and wait and you see what teams are going to do and who they want to cut. There's going to be guys available down the road. I know like, DeAndre Hopkins' names get thrown around. Like, hey, he might be a cut candidate. Like, there's going to be another one. There's going to be talented guys that are going to get. But I mean, are you willing to just sit and hope that something like that falls into place? Well, and that's where you do you do a Curtis Samuel move. You yeah. draft a guy, and then if Hopkins gets cut in June, you're like, hey, this could be okay. Sweet. We yeah. got a little. We got money here, money there. We can move around. Let's have some discussion. This episode is brought to you by Manly Bands. Browns fans, I have an exciting new sponsorship partner for you guys, and it is crazy how it all happened, okay? So I'm getting married soon. I want to pick out my wedding band. I did not know that the cost of gold was the highest it's ever been. So, you know, when the rings I I liked and they pulled out of the case and showed me and I I turned it over, saw the price tag, and they were $1,600. Yeah, I essentially crapped my pants and ran out of there. 
I hate jewelry stores. I hate the salespeople. I hate the selection. We went and again, true story here, seven different stores looking for a ring and all of them had the most pathetic selection imaginable for men. So I said, screw it. I went to manlybands.com and everything after that point was an incredible experience. Their selection is huge. All sorts of styles, materials. Guys, they have wedding bands made from Jack Daniels whiskey barrels, meteorites, and even dinosaur bones. They also have a huge selection of the tungsten rings that everybody likes, cobalt chrome, and gold. And the best part was the customer service was some of the best I've ever received. In a world of AI and bots, Manly Bands keeps it real with real freaking people. The whole experience was so awesome, I asked if we could advertise for them on the show, and here we are. Screw those jewelry stores and those salespeople. Manlybands.com. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for a whopping 25% off your order. Whether you've already got a band or you're getting married in the future, check out what they have. Also, you can order a free ring size guide, and they'll ship it straight to you. So you know exactly what size ring you need. And again, never step foot in a jewelry store. And also for you big fellows with the big hands, guys, they got rings up to size 20. Rings come with free engraving in the U.S. and they send you a free silicone band with your order. It's unreal. These guys are the best. Manlybands.com. Promo code DOGS for 25% off your order. I think the, the biggest need for the Browns offense by far isn't like, I'm not even going to call it a position it's just speed. Mm-hmm. They yeah. lacked like Amari Cooper, great wide receiver, and he's you know he's fast. Obviously, you know he's faster than I am. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? No. And, and Joku's very fast for a big tight end. Yeah. You know a lot, but the Browns don't have anybody who just like scares you on the outside. People can just kind of sit on it. Like every Amari Cooper has to get open by just being like the craftiest guy you've ever seen every time. He's not just blowing. He's not just blowing the coverage. It's a great route runner. You know what I mean? It's great route runner. It, we, they, need, they need somebody that the defense is like, we can't let this guy get behind us. This, let's get a couple eyes over here. We need, we need speed. And we need Anthony Schwartz speed with just at least like a little bit of catching football <laughs> skill. You know what I mean? Uh, because th- that's what the Browns offense has been missing for a yeah. long time. If you watch us, we just – we look slow. Like – in Joku's like he kind of glides, but he's just like rumbling, tumbling. You know, Amari Cooper again is not a burner. We, we don't. Elijah Moore seemed like he got caught from behind all the time because he's running sideways. <laughs> um, there, there's no. They need speed and they need it. They need it so bad. That's that's what they got to go get. I think, like you said, these names like Zay Jones, Curtis Samuel, and then the draft. I would I would be shocked if the first pick. Is not a wide receiver. I agree. Yeah, especially like I said, with the players available, and depending on how many of those guys are still on the board, the Browns could even explore trying to trade back, pick up another pick later on, and then still get the guy they wanted anyway. So there's options definitely come April. That draft is going to be that's going to be exciting. I can't wait to do draft night um, on Friday. I love the draft. I yeah. um I saw some names up here, and we didn't talk about this, but. I a lot of these big name running backs are not are most likely not getting franchise tagged from what I saw today. Derrick yep. Henry, uh, Saquon. Saquon's probably not getting yep. franchised. Brandon Jacobs isn't getting franchised. Uh, Josh Jacobs or Josh Jacobs? Yep. Not Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Jacobs to the past, yeah. man. Yeah. Josh <laughs> Jacobs isn't getting franchised. Was yeah. there another one I missed? Probably Eckler. In Eckler, yeah. um, I know we don't want to we don't want to talk about Nick Chubb not being here, but. We also know that our running game needs to be better. Oh yeah. Would you would you make a play for one of those guys? 
I mean, we've talked about it. I guess, I guess it depends, you know, like, cause if you're, you're getting Josh Jacobs is pretty young. I think you think he's like 26 and I, I'm a fan of Josh Jacobs. Saquon, you know, he's, he's nice. So I've never, obviously I've never been like as high on Saquon as other people, right. but there's no denying he's an elite athlete Yes, and he can catch, catch. the ball out of the backfield. That's like, true. It, it's one of those, it, but if you add one of those guys, Nick Chubb's gone. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? And, and can the Browns, I know we all want to do right by Nick Chubb. We want him back. But can can they sit around on their hands and wait and hope that he's going to be Nick Chubb? I mean, this is a pretty good crop of running backs out here that if they're not getting franchise tagged at 12, they're probably not signing anywhere for 12. Right. You know what I mean? So if you can get Saquon or Jacobs, I feel like Derrick Henry will be the cheapest one. Him or Eckler. I feel like Eckler is the one I would not want. Yeah, just because his production dropped big time. Derrick Henry, we still saw. He you know, still got it. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, if I had to pick, I'd probably say, like, Jacobs or Saquon would be my preference than Henry. And then I don't even know if I'd touch Eckler. Another guy that's probably going to be available, based on what I've seen, is Joe Mixon. I would take him. He's I mean, still been very, very good. I think he's 26 as well. It's crazy. And he plays on a team where they are, they don't run the ball that often. They don't commit to it. Their run game is not anything special. You put him behind a good O-line with Kevin Stefanski. He can catch the ball very well. He's very, yeah. Uh, That's another thing. Like, I mean, if they let him walk and he wants to kind of, uh, you know, get back it, like, hey, I can't believe, you know, they signed everybody else and not me. I'm going to go up to Cleveland and play against these guys twice a year, make them, you know, feel me two times a year. I would take him. I would definitely, I I just think, uh, it says, I like Swift. I would, I like that also. Um, I just, I'm so torn on the Nick Chubb thing. I don't know what to do um, because I just don't, I don't know if you can sit around and wait. And and I don't know. And so then you just be like, well, we're going to sit around and we're going to hope Jerome Ford's better this year. I think they've got to bring in other guys. I think, uh, and I wouldn't put him past it also, like to address that position in the draft. Now, like, are you going to get a guy that, I, I personally, like, I love Nick Chubb, but I don't think Nick Chubb's going to be ready week one. Like, I don't. I To me, I we'll see. You know, it, it's been a long time, but, I mean, I think that you definitely, it it won't be just Jerome Ford because I don't, Kareem Hunt's not coming back. I, no. I would be shocked, absolutely shocked. I was kind of shocked they called him up last year, you know, just given everything that happened. Um, You can't just go into next year just with Jerome Ford. Like, that's... A drone forward, and you don't know when you're going to see him healthy, Nick Chubb. And Pierre Strong. And Pierre Strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it's one of those deals that if, I mean, Saquon's an electric athlete. You know what I mean? DeAndre yeah. Swift can be electric. Like, do you, do you just pass on these guys? I think if you are going to pass, you're drafting one. Like, that, that's. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, and I think that also, we'll see what happens. I could be, I could be wrong on this, but. I think Jacobs and Saquon, like, they might get probably more than the Browns are willing to pay up. Like, I, don't, I can't see the Browns, like, throwing, like, I mean, we, we see teams every year. Last year, the Panthers come to mind. They yeah. paid a lot more for Miles Sanders than yeah. anybody was probably expecting, and he didn't do anything. They didn't right. use him. So I'm not really big on Miles Sanders. No, but like, I'm I feel saying, like he, he got overpaid. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I think, like, 
there is a, a serious talent jump from like Miles Sanders to like Saquon and Josh Jacobs. I, I just, feel like those guys are, you know, I, I, I like the names and I do think it's more unlikely than not. I don't think Saquon or Jacobs or any of these guys are coming here, but we just need a competent running back with vision. That's the problem. I mean, Jerome Ford, I think could be a good running back in a split backfield where mm-hmm. he's getting maybe 35 percent of the carries or the work but as a lead back he's not the lead back he cannot do that I don't know we'll have to look and see who gets cut what free agents are available and you know the Browns have some later later round picks and there's not a lot of high profile running backs in this draft class so that will probably with all the wide receivers and some of the other positions being so deep it'll probably push maybe some some decent running backs down a little ways we could get a, a guy that can come in and who knows? I mean, the Chiefs got Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh. You know, there sure, there are yeah. guys you can find. You can find a running back. No, I agree. Uh, I did. Somebody said Mixon is just Ford. Mix, no. Joe Mixon is way way better. He's he's way better. Way better. <laughs> uh, Joe Mixon's been over eleven hundred or a thousand yards four times. He had eight hundred fourteen yards in a season. That was he only had two hundred ten carries that year. His yards per carry has never been great. Hovers around four. Dude's got 49 touchdowns, but he's also got uh, 2,100 yards receiving in his career. Yeah. Um, and 13 receiving touchdowns. The dude's got over uh, – he's got 62 touchdowns in his career. He's better and than – Let's not before. pretend that he's played on great offenses his entire career. Uh, before Joe Burrow got there, it was not pretty. And what's the weakness of the Bengals? That offensive line. The offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yep. So And they don't commit to the run, and they have a bad offensive line. So I, I I think Joe Mixon's definitely he's definitely on a tier above Jerome Ford. Um, that's pretty much all I want to get into today. <laughs> uh, no, I just there's some there's some interesting things that the Browns have to address as we move into the off season because I know everybody was super pumped about the salary cap increase, but like you said, we're still in the red. Yeah. We still got to we still have to rework a lot of things to get to a place where we can even go spend any money. Then we have to be smart with our money, and all, I think it's a pipe dream. If you think we're going out, I think even trading for Ayuk is probably a pipe dream. For me, that was the pie in the sky. Like that's mm-hmm. if the Browns I, a reasonable one. One I could see. A, a reasonable path to acquisition and extension, but guys like Jefferson and there's no way. And and the the problem, I think the reason the Ayuk thing will happen is you'll have to sign him, and he's going to yeah. win twenty plus million. And so then, and you're giving twenty plus million to a guy we don't know if we don't know what he'll be as a number one. And then are you going to pay him twenty plus million and Amari twenty million? It's just there's definitely basically they need Deshaun to play. But, better i think yeah. i think they need him to play that's my thing he just needs to be on the field for the for the season and i think everything else will take care of itself he definitely yes and play better if he if he's not out there oh, man i'm not a, a person i'm not a person who said he he has been awful when he was on the field and he was definitely turning the corner I but agree. he's definitely not been worth three first round draft picks yet I'm not saying he won't be. And I'm not saying I don't like the fact that we made the move. I'm so glad. I honestly, I still. Oh, yeah. I'm so I, glad we I did it. Because we. Even if at I, the end of five years, he, he doesn't play, play any more games. This is where we are <laughs> three years from now. I still would have made the move. I'd be like, man, because, that sucks. But at least 
they, they tried. listened to us and they said, "Hey, yes, they did. We went something. and did it. We they, went for the guy. Yes, because you you're not going to get anywhere just sitting on your hands. They went and they tried. And at the end of the day, even we, this is our last draft without a first round pick. Yes." You know what I mean? So it's not like we were perennial playoff Super Bowl contenders before he got here. So if he doesn't play another game for the next three years, we're just right back to where we were. The only difference is we gave it the old college try. Right. Instead, you, know, you know what I mean? Instead of sitting around doing nothing, sandbagging, and just trying to acquire draft picks for no reason. So, but that being said, like... Time it, is now. It has, yes, it hasn't <laughs> been... now. It hasn't been three first-round draft picks, top-end money worthy yet. And it needs to be that way from week, like game one, we need to exit game one being like, oh, we're going to be so good because Deshaun's playing so good. It can't be, ah, oh, well, it was raining. Like, well, it turns <laughs> out it's going to rain in Cleveland. Like it can't be, like, if I see him throw a ball right into the freaking ground, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> like he's got he's to play at a high level where it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of noise. And it's just going to be like more of the same stuff that we've already listened to for the last year and a half. And I'm so sick and tired of it. I'm just ready to be good and, and enjoy that and talk about it. So I'm ready to rub it in people's faces. So I need him to. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the so, bulk of so it. So I need yeah. him to do us a solid uh, and help us out here because like we're now you can like make arguments, but. You could, you know what I mean? Like, you well, have to argue. If he just comes yeah. out and plays well, there's no argument. Or it was just like after the Ravens game. He went out there in the second half and played perfect. And it, and that was that rub it in their face moment. Like, ha, there it is. We didn't even get That's the quarterback the we traded for. You just wait the rest of the season. We're going to kick everybody's ass. Monday morning, he's on IR. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. So. Super tough. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. It's like we were almost there, but we just, no. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the Browns do. That's going to be the move that defines the season. Because we can ride the defense, hopefully, again. And like I said, get to nine-plus wins. We can have some guys have some good years. Stefanski can coach really well. But if he doesn't play at that level that we traded for, then we're not going to go to ultimately where and we thought we were going to go with him. Don't be discouraged, like, when free agency starts and, like, we aren't doing a whole lot. Like if you go and see teams just throwing all, cause there's teams with lots and lots of money, like a lot of cap space. I mean, there's teams with 80 million in the green, like they're, they're good to go. They're good to spend. We're not quite there yet. So, I mean, don't be disappointed if you see all these guys come like Mike Evans and like, you know, these big time names signing deals and it's not Cleveland. Like, That's why I thought your advice, Blake was the best. Just, start getting more familiar and maybe a little more hyped about the names lower on the list of whatever, you know, website you're on, just scroll a little bit because yeah. those names at the top, they're not coming to Cleveland. And it's not because they don't want to, it's because we've, I mean, the thing is, and I talked about this with somebody the other day, like where the analytics say you need to have high, highly paid players and studs at certain positions, the Browns do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We already do. That's the, that's the thing. It's not like we're missing out on not getting, studs at edge rusher or quarterback the we've already got one is left tackle is probably the biggest question sure. mark that's a, a like a really great point is also like what these teams that you see all this money and they're like they're going to go spend tons of tons of money like in free agency it's because they don't have positions locked up i feel like there's i'm like don't get me wrong like on this podcast we like gripe about things like we're like oh man this position group maybe isn't like as good as it could be but for the most part jesus christ that, that I think we got a pretty good damn team. Like, yeah, pretty. If we didn't we? Didn't, well, we don't win eleven games without quarter, right. A pretty well-rounded unit. So, like, 
we're going to have to restructure some things and then like it's going to be a couple little tweak moves and then it's going to be a lot of one year deals draft. again. Yeah. And then it's draft time guys. to see what happens. You know what is scary? A team that has a pretty good amount of cap space to play with is the team that, that just won the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> that is that because imagine imagine they make a move for like a Justin Jefferson. I think if they get like Mike Evans, I'm like Jesus Christ. Ugh. Listen, I know I'm they sure. don't need anybody. They just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know, but the, you know they're not going to roll out with that kind of receiver core again. No, they're gonna they're gonna they, they, they got a chance to be the next Patriots dynasty. I've seen them getting mocked though because they got the 32nd pick in the first round and the receivers available there. Outrageous! Right now in these mock drafts, it's like, well, good lord, you give Patrick Mahomes any one of there's like five names there. Mm-hmm. Troy Franklin, Xavier Worthy. And I think some, Rice is nice. Good like, I think Rice is a nice piece. Yeah, they're going to be okay. Hey, Blake, your dumb take on Monkin and Jackson, not a fit and won't win, was back. Congratulations on your regular season trophy. Wait, again. time out. I don't know if it <laughs> was, How was it wrong? It was supposed to be this high-flying, high-volume passing offense, and Lamar had a little over 3,000 yards. He had the same passing stats as Derek Carr. <laughs> did you guys see the, the chart side-by-side? No. They're damn near identical. Lamar Jackson, MVP, because it says MVP. Derek Carr, you know, um, schmuck. And yeah, they have, have the, the, the stats are essentially the same. So, I mean, don't give me the Todd Munkin, Ravens high-flying bullshit. I mean, you guys had a great team. And, and, and again, how did it work? You got to play a team. Again, they, they bullied us. So, congratulations on beating the Texans with their rookie quarterback. Uh, and you had a, a healthy team. At home. At home. And then... Uh, you lost in the playoffs again. Like, but do, do the Ravens win 11 games without Lamar Jackson? No. Mm-hmm. No, that's, they, it, that's they, just it. They finished fourth in the division. There you go. Unless he gets hurt like <laughs> week 15 or something. <laughs> you know. Um, so, hey, Lamar, MVP in your face. Aaron, Josh, Josh, Josh. Again, again, <laughs> did same, Aaron, did Aaron finally come out of his – He's you've been he's missing a, for a he's while. Awoken. Yeah. <laughs> he's back. He's back. So it takes about a month to get over uh, another choke job in the playoffs. Yeah, so I know I'm supposed to hate the Chiefs, but I really like watching good football. And <laughs> imagine if they make a move for, like, a Jefferson. Mm. Like, that could be, like, a, a Brady-Randy Moss thing. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. I forgot or about like that. Like Jerry Rice and like Steve, like, Steve, or, could, Steve or Joe. I mean, think, I mean, I don't know how much cap space or what their picks look like, but they, I know they got picks back and stuff from trading Tyreek. Um, they're going to they're gonna have money. You know they're going to be like I said they have they're looking at this like we have a chance to go on like a a, a Patriots type run. They're seventeen under right now, so I mean it's pretty good if they if they rework some stuff. I don't know what they can do with Mahomes' deal. Like that would be I'm not going to say I'm rooting for it, but if they did, I'd be like I kind of can't wait to watch this. The the biggest thing it just goes back to what you said before. The team will go as Deshaun Watson goes for the most part, as long as we can put back together that defense under Jim Schwartz and just fix the away game stuff for the defense. It's going to be another good year for Cleveland. And the thing is, I know you said Deshaun needs to play at a high level and all that stuff. And I, yes, I agree. Mm. But even if he's mediocre for 17 games, the Browns are still going to win enough games. I think with that defense, because we saw them win games, with PJ Walker and DTR and Joe Flacco, whenever he's granting the other teams, a lot of points. So I think Deshaun Watson's good enough to get us where we want to go. At least, playoff wise now in the playoffs yes we're going to need a high level of play i agree if he if he plays mediocre what's your stance on him then 
I'm, I'm curious. a little bit. I'm bummed out De- a little bit. <laughs> yeah, bu- definitely bummed out. I got a lot. And I don't personally, as a Browns fan, but like, I feel like uh, the team has a lot invested. I will say I don't expect it. That's now you, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, we haven't seen it yet. I don't know. If, I, the, the Browns wouldn't have done what they did if they weren't completely sold on him. And you hear everything that, I mean, they are sold you still. Make the, well, they have to be. They, yeah. They have We're to, all in. They're still talking about him beyond five years, though. Right. Again, because they have to be, because right. they keep kicking the can down the road. Or you could just say, all right, we screwed up, and now we're going to eat a whole season oh, and get out there. of it after no, that. I can't do that. Mm-mm. That'd be admitting just, you're wrong. I'm just saying. I mean, if, if let's say... We've been all, we're all in on everybody. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, our entire lives, every pick we've ever made, they've always been yeah, all in home on. Home run. Yeah. So, I again, I'm very hopeful. I think he was making the turn, but I'm also very hesitant to have any kind of hope because, like, the hope is what kills us in the end. I'll, and, I'll be uh, sad for him just because I'm, like, for a guy that had such a, like, great start to his career, like, man, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just going to Cleveland and being as cursed city, you know, <laughs> like just, uh, it's just tough, but I do, I do think he'll be fine. And I do, but I do think there's enough weaponry around him. I don't think that, you know, yeah, it's the auxiliary pieces that we just need to add. I don't Agreed. think we can roll expecting a lot out of David Bell anymore. No, nope. I sure. just don't. So sure. we just got to get some lower level players that have at least proven that they can contribute to an NFL offense. And simple and enough. Our quarterback has to elevate them. Yeah, they and gotta, they gotta he's gotta elevate these guys. I think guys like we talked about, Curtis Samuel, Zay Jones, those types of players. I think we could see that happen. I hope so. I'm very hope well, I'm not very hopeful. <laughs> I, I'm hopeful. hoping I hope so. I'm hope I'm hoping for hope. <laughs> I'm hoping for hope. Uh all right, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we kind of branched off in a bunch of different things. Uh we appreciate you guys being here, uh, hanging out with us in the off season. Uh I know it's not always fun to talk about the Browns. Maybe it is always fun to talk about the Browns, and that's why you're here. Uh, but we like doing it all year round. So we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, oh, John. <laughs> I was about to cuss somebody out, and then it was John. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, it's good to, good to hear from you. Good to, yeah. I played some uh, Call of Duty with John the other night. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, we appreciate you being here, John, uh, in spirit and yeah. on, online. It's like it's actually like you're sitting right here, but yeah, you're just talking so, in the chat. Yeah, you're actually talking. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Again, if you want to hang out with us throughout the week, you want extra episodes, all that good stuff, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. Uh, until next week, Mm-mm. try to stay warm or cool, <laughs> uh-uh. whatever you guys no, want. There will vacation. be no live next we're week. We're on vacation. Oh, we're on vacation next week. Yeah, five. <laughs> we're on vacation. Like I said, week. there's a couple uh, draft prospect episodes that'll be coming out during that week, but no live. Oh boy, no live next well, week. It's a bad take, Aaron Butler. <laughs> it's a terrible take. I know Aaron won't get his Saints favorite podcast. Ravens six and zero division in 2024. Well, why don't we make some no. playoff, some Raven playoff predictions, Aaron? <laughs> why don't you cook those up and come back to us? Um. All right, we're getting out of here. See you guys. Yeah. Uh, see you guys have in a couple good, weeks. Yeah, have Make sure you weeks. check out those draft prospect episodes. Say hi to Barry Shuck. Yep. Uh, have a good week. Stay warm or cold. Whatever it decides to do that day. See you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.